Pretty a shocking announcement from the scientific community. Uh, this happened in Seattle back on Tuesday. Uh, this is a good shock, a good surprise. Researchers announcing that a patient appears to be in the clear when it comes to HIV. They feel as if they have cured the HIV virus in this uh, patient. And this, by the way, only the second time, the second time that this has happened since the epidemic uh, began. Of course, HIV is the virus that uh, leads to and uh, causes AIDS. And for more on this breakthrough, we're joined now by Global News Radio 640 Toronto medical expert, Dr. Brett Belchetz, who's on the line. Dr. Belchetz, uh, thanks for the time and appreciate you joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. This conference on Tuesday, a day many in the medical community thought we might never see a patient cured of HIV, the virus that causes AIDS. Uh, what do we know about this? Uh, how is this patient known as simply the London patient? How were they seemingly cured? So this is a really interesting set of events and procedures that led to this. And and to be clear, this isn't the very first time we've ever seen this. We have seen this once before. Uh, but what's interesting is we haven't been able to replicate it since. So what they did with this particular patient who was undergoing treatment for cancer is they actually did a stem cell transfusion for him. And this wasn't part of his HIV treatment. This was part of his cancer treatment. But it just so happened that the stem cell treatment came from a patient who has a specific genetic abnormality that makes them resistant to HIV. And what was amazing in this outcome is that after this stem cell transplant, this patient actually acquired the ability to fight off HIV from the genes in that transplant, meaning that he was, or she was, because we don't know the specifics of this patient, but this patient was able to stop all of their anti-HIV uh, treatments and actually show no sign of the virus returning. So, so this is really, really important and, and very, very exciting. Uh, the big question here is how do we make this something that we can scale up to treat people in, in much greater numbers? Yeah, I want to talk about that in a second. But just to be clear, what these doctors, what these researchers, what they're saying about this particular patient, the London patient, isn't that this virus is in remission? This is a, this is an out-and-out cure? That is what they're thinking. Uh, what they're thinking is that these cells that were transplanted in due to their ability to fight the virus so effectively due to that genetic mutation, these cells were able to completely clean out the infection from this patient symptom, from this patient system, and any trace of that virus that would ever reappear, the immune system in this patient would immediately gobble it up. So this is a complete and ongoing cure from what they've seen so far. And that's what's giving these experts so much hope because uh, HIV, uh, I mean, it goes without saying, it has been one hell of an adversary to say the least. It's been something that we've made great strides with. And, you know, if you remember, as I do several decades ago, HIV was a death sentence for a long period of time. So, you know, we've made great strides in that most people actually live very long periods of time with antiretroviral treatments. But that is a very difficult thing to grow through. I mean, this is a complex regimen of medications with a lot of side effects that people have to take for the rest of their life. So the ability to potentially give one treatment that would allow somebody for the rest of their days not to have to be treated again and to be clear of this virus would be an absolute groundbreaking achievement. Okay, so what are next steps then? Are we likely to see this uh, come to, you know, for lack of a better term, the marketplace or I guess to the masses uh, anytime soon? Or is there a lot of steps uh, before we get there? There are a lot of steps. And the reason why there's a lot of steps, and I spoke to this earlier, is this is not the first time we've seen this. And it's also not only the second time we've tried to do this. There have been a number of other patients where we attempted a similar technique, transplanting stem cells from other patients who had that genetic abnormality, and most of the time it has not worked. 
And so what we really need to understand now is why has this worked in two patients, but it didn't work in the other. So that's really the big next step. The other next step is once we understand that is we need to figure out a way to deliver this treatment in a way that's more scalable and cost effective because stem cell transplants or bone marrow transplants are extraordinarily difficult procedures. Uh, They're very, very costly. We would not be able to give those to everybody with HIV. So there are ideas around gene therapies and other ways to deliver this genetic change to patients with HIV. But again, this is going to require a lot of research and a lot of work. So this is an amazing, amazing amazing uh, progression in our understanding and our our, our belief in our ability to cure this, but there's a lot of work ahead for this to be something that everybody with HIV will be able to expect to cure from. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, when we're talking about something like bone marrow transplant, I mean, that is really taxing on a patient. That is really tough uh, on the body. I mean, the the recovery is not an easy one. So is the hope uh, one day that we're going to be able to simplify this uh, somehow? Yeah, I mean, the hope is that we're going to be able to deliver a genetic treatment to a patient without the need to actually do a bone marrow transplant because it is a very difficult procedure. It's very painful. It's very expensive. It's hard to to actually find good matches for patients. So there's so much complexity here in this. So what we need to do is we need to, and there are a number of ways that we've explored doing this, but we need to have a technique to deliver a genetic treatment to a patient without completely changing their bone marrow or without delivering stem cells to them. And so again, you know, we're not starting from scratch here. There are a number of techniques under development to do that, but that would be the step. But but before we can even do that, we need to figure out why this works in some people and not in others. Because again, we don't want to spend huge amounts of resources developing a treatment that might only work for a very tiny fraction of patients. Yeah, and that's my final question. You mentioned this is only the second time that somebody has been seemingly cured uh, from uh, with HIV. So what does this mean, do you think, for those that are currently living with uh, the virus? I mean, uh, two people compared to 35 million uh, worldwide affected is, uh, you know, kind of a drop in the bucket. But uh, again, you believe this is groundbreaking and this should give them hope? It should give them hope. So when we first saw this in the very first patient, I think a lot of people in the medical community said, this is interesting. We've seen it once, but there's nothing to say this wasn't just random blind luck and that it had nothing to do with this treatment. So now that we've seen it actually happen twice with this exact same set of treatments being administered, so this kind of a bone marrow transplant or this kind of a stem cell transplant with this genetic abnormality, now we say we can actually replicate this. This wasn't blind luck. This, there is something to this. So yes, there's a huge amount of obstacles, but the fact that we have something that seems to be effective in a replicable manner should give HIV patients a lot of hope that things will get better in the future. All right, some really exciting news from uh, earlier this week. Dr. Brett Belchetz, our medical expert. Uh, Dr. Belchetz, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. My pleasure. You have a great day.